God, it's so funny that Nicolas Cage is having this massive resurgence. He has a new movie that's about to come out. And I now find out that you, she is like, or he is like your version of my Julia Roberts. Like you're not into Nick Cage. Like I'm not into Julia Roberts. I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, I can't pinpoint one movie He's really good in. I'm so what? sorry. I'm, what about so Face Off? <laughs> I know. Are you person. crazy? Face I'm Off not... is so good. Caster Troy in Face Off. Okay. Like, come on. I'll give that to you. Face Off was actually pretty good. A uh, pretty good. Uh, that movie's awesome. We got to do it for Patreon because we did Demolition Man, and I think nobody cared because it's just uh, like a Demolition super action Man. movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good fucking movie. But we have to do Face Off because I love Face Off. Yeah. Face what do you off, mean? Yeah. Lords of War? That one with Jared Leto? I'm sorry. Did you see that? I mean, that movie wasn't great, but he was really good in it. No, I actually haven't really seen good. that one. I haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh. I can't believe he's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's like <laughs> one of these B characters in that. I just found out uh, now from like the Johnny Depp trial that he's the one that got Johnny Depp into acting. He's he really? knew him and he's the one that like showed him his manager and his manager got him Nightmare on Elm Street. So uh, like Nick Cage is like around. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for all oh, those people. And, no, I and love you're, him. You're like we've been friends forever and now we're gonna like cut the contract. <laughs> no, I feel like I never. I don't think I knew that, but I don't. He the thing is Nicholas Cage is weird. He's one of those kind of like under the cover like he does he did a lot of those big action movies in the 90s yeah and then he didn't do much for a while and then he did a whole bunch of underground shit that if you didn't look for it then you probably wouldn't know about it but he's been kind of under the radar and then now he has like this movie coming out with pedro pascal so now like he's actually doing interviews again it's been 14 years since he did oh, like that's the that's the commercial with the uh the wall thing and they're like oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah God. he's like playing himself <laughs> that, um, looks, that looks funny it actually looks really funny i like that he's able to kind of make fun of how weird he is like he mm-hmm. knows full well that people think he's a weird character but i just i love that he's so weird like, he just plays just the fun. same character he just plays himself like in everything he does you know that's, the, that's mean, the magic of it the well, kind of that. magic of it is that he is kind of the same guy in every role but then you see some things in him like he's in moonstruck well that's he's, that's true he does play different people he also has an oscar for leaving las vegas where he plays this like completely uh like bedraggled alcoholic oh isn't um, that the one with uh sarah michelle not not sarah michelle uh, no uh Hall- is it holly hunter is it is it oh I'm gonna look this up right now. I think oh, it's. I feel like it's Holly Hunter or like Elizabeth Shue. It's one of them. But so he is a good actor. Like he actually can not be like comedic. Elizabeth Shue is in oh, Las okay. Vegas with him. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just love him, and that's why we're gonna talk about Eight Millimeter because it's just a weird movie. I oh, think yeah. I'd seen it. I'd seen it like you know on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. It's on like two beats somewhere else too. And I'd seen it floating around. And I've also seen the screen caps of him and Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. like on i don't know like pinterest and i was like what movie was he in with joaquin and then i found out it was this and i was like oh i've never seen that what is that so yeah we decided to talk about this movie i had heard about it but i definitely did not know anyone had ever seen it so i went in completely blind what about you kind of sort of right yeah it, it, i'm in the same boat i've never seen this i've heard of it i don't really remember the trailer back in the day no i don't either we were in high school in this movie. Yeah. Out. But I actually like I appreciated walking in this movie. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I'm not I'm not like 
crazy crazy on the walking train but i love him i are love you not I, I love his acting style well who is so who are your favorites you don't like nick cage <laughs> you kind of no that's okay i don't care i mean i don't like a lot of people that people like yeah it's a thing um, uh who are your like top three then as far as I, actors go like you I mean, that you really like a lot of the movies that they've done amongst all the things that are happening in their real lives and whatnot i love johnny depp Okay, yeah, Johnny, he definitely, Johnny Depp seems like someone you would like. Yeah, he does play, like, really incredible characters. And plus, like, he's in, like, a lot of Tim Burton movies that I love. So Mm -hmm. it's just him and plus the director, that team is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, them as an actor-director team is pretty pretty Um, special, yeah. I think I used to like Tom Hanks. Um, Really? Okay, you're a Tom Hanks fan? I'm not a Tom Hanks fan. It depends on the movie. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, depends on the movie. I love Forrest Gump, although I I can't watch it anymore because it's too fucking long. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, what, you said top three. Um, yeah, who's another I'm one? I think um, that you like a whole lot of their stuff. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna think have, of, I'm, I'm gonna have to come back to that. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of, like who. Okay, so who are your top three like women? My top three women. Sarah yeah, like actresses. Oh, do you like a lot of the stuff she's in? Yeah, I do. Okay. I really do. I mean, okay. minus minus that shit show that she was just in. Oh, the yeah, yeah the, the reboot. <laughs> yeah, or what's it? What is it called? Um, and like it's like that, or and like it, and just like that, just like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it, but um, and I love Bette Midler and um, Goldie Hawn. Oh yeah. <laughs> First Wives Club. I literally first watched it. <laughs> it's literally like everyone in that movie. Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker needs to uh, replace Diane Keaton. I'm kidding. Oh wait, do you like Diane Keaton movies? Like I her other So I'm not, I'm, I've only seen her in very select few movies. Yeah, I haven't seen everything. Um, she's she's another like, ty- she typecasted herself. Yeah, I, she I definitely plays the same We talked about this on the First Wives Club um, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm is on Patreon. Mad. Go check it out. Five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a fuck ton of episodes on there. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it, um, but I just haven't really seen a lot of her movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen everything. I really like her in Annie Hall. Like, I mean, aside from like whoever the fuck is directing it, but yeah, <laughs> she's she is great in that. I love her style in that movie. Like. There's a movie that she did with Warren Beatty a long time ago called Red that I really want to see. I, I think did he di- hear about that. Yeah. I think he directed her in it. It's in the 80s. And she plays, like, I think, like, a prostitute. Like, it's a very different role. I think my mom was like, yeah, she did a lot of different roles when she was young. Now, when she's gotten older, she kind of plays the same. But I think she does have, like, a, a range. It's just in stuff that's, like, older. Like, from the 70s, like, early 70s yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, I want to see that. It's like, funny. I was actually perusing... Um, netflix the other night just because mm-hmm. i was really bored and i came across this movie i think it was like early 2000s with um diane keaton amanda pete and De- uh, jack nicholson oh is it something's gotta give oh my god it's such a good movie have you not seen that i only saw it once before oh my mom's upset is that nancy myers yeah 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 my mom's a big nancy myers oh, fan, yeah. is it um mandy moore in that I or have, no, that's because I said so. Yeah. That's another one with Diane Keaton, I think. I actually haven't seen that one. Yeah, 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 because yeah. they're all kind of similar, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that has a good soundtrack. Something's Gotta Give. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, my mom has, like, yeah, a yeah. CD. Yeah. I love Amanda Pete. I don't know where she's been lately, but... She was actually, there. Was, she was trending on Twitter this week, and it was weird because somebody, like, posted a photo of her, and they were like, 
I think trying to imply that she wasn't famous and everyone's like, that's Amanda Pete. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like everybody on Twitter was like, we all know who she is. Like, that's a lie. Like, what I are mean, you she, was, she was hot for a while, like the hot new actress and then kind of went away, kind of came back for a little bit. What was and she then, like, in? I feel like I, saw I don't know. Just went away. Oh, she was in that fucking Dirty John thing mm. where she played oh. Betty Broderick. Did you watch that with Christian Slater? It's so good. I saw the first episode. Oh, dude, yeah. stay in it. It's really? so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Also, another net that's on Netflix. Another Netflix suggestion that just came out was Anatomy of a Scandal. I did not think I would like that series, but it was really good. Oh, you told me about that yesterday. Yeah, that's like a new one. Yeah, it's, it was super good. So I would also suggest that if you like kind of like courtroom. It's like a Me Too courtroom, but like British society. Has, oh, so it has nothing. I know this is going to sound stupid. It has nothing to do with like scandal from like Terry Washington. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It's like a British no, show. Cool. Yeah, it's like all British actor. It's like the British legal system or like the English legal system. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's like one of the guys in... The guy is um, Rupert Friend. He was in like Atonement with Carol Knightley. He was in like Homeland. Um, he played Quinn in Homeland. He is in it. And he plays almost like a senator who gets accused of rape. And oh, it kind of like Sienna Miller plays his wife. So you kind of see how this plays out and you see how it plays out in like their government system. Like he's friends with the prime minister. So you kind of see how there's like this, like, you know, Hey, make sure I don't get caught kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And it's only six episodes. So the story's finished. It's not like a long drawn out thing. It's like, that's it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, okay. So we both went in this blind. I have mm-hmm. to say that, I'm glad that we went in blind. This is directed by Joel Schumacher, which I find really interesting because he did one of our faves, Batman Forever. And Batman and Robin. Well, we won't talk about that one. (laughs) Um, Except for Poison Ivy by Uma Thurman. That needs to be in the reboot with Robert Pattinson somehow. Yes, please. (laughs) I would would would, definitely love that. (laughs) Even in like a vision. Like she doesn't even have to like really be there. Yeah, it could be like a weird hallucinogen where you see like the old villains. Like, that'd be kind of cool. (laughs) He actually did Phantom of the Opera, too, which I found out. I didn't know that. Oh, he did? Um, And that actually got a lot of flack as well. Um, Schumacher's a weird director. I feel like he has hits and misses. mm -hmm. Or he had hits and misses, yeah. He did, like, Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. It was kind of like... Oh, my God. Katie Holmes. It was kind of like Speed. Um, Well, Speed was a little better than that, (laughs) I thought. (laughs) But in a phone booth with Anthony Hopkins, right? No, isn't it? um, That one was Colin Farrell and Katie Holmes, right? Was Anthony Hopkins in that too? Who who was like the bomber guy? Um, Wasn't Wasn't it it Colin Farrell? No, no, Colin Farrell was the, the, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the guy who was being like taunted, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this has been so long. That movie came out 20 years ago. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, like yeah. 20. But wait, isn't Katie Holmes in that? Mm, Katie Holmes is his wife, yeah. What's the one that Killian Murphy's in? Is that Red Eye? I think so. That's the one with Rachel McAdams, right? Yeah. Where they're on the plane. Then, oh, and then I found out Joel, Schum- Joel Schumacher did The Client. Wow, yeah, he definitely has, like... Which is amazing. things, <laughs> yeah. He also did, like, two episodes of House of Cards. I still which are, like, that. That's another good one, yeah. It's a good show. Um, also, apparently, there's a Batman Forever that is like a kind of director's cut. Oh, that's like a 2.0 to... or something. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like this actually completely different story and a way more like dark Batman. And I think the studio wanted it to be more kitschy because yeah. they just done the dark ones with Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Like they just done a gothic Batman. They kind of didn't want, I guess, another dark um, Batman. But that's the thing, Batman. We, we have to do a whole episode on Batman. 
like yeah, as a character because batman is dark like that's when you try to make him this like like funny guy like like i mean we talked about batman forever i love it for what it is but in the context of batman he's not going to be like oh get drive through <laughs> like no that's no. not what bruce wayne's gonna say um, the car, so. <laughs> yeah yeah can i persuade you to take a sandwich with you sir <laughs> i'll get drive through like might as well put the mcdonald's logo like right like, at the bottom <laughs> like god but yeah so i get why he uh, he did that and he was just like but the next one there's no excuse batman and robin like you made a good kitschy one i don't know if it was the casting yeah who do I you mean, because George Clooney was pretty bad. Who do you yeah. think would go well with Robert Pattinson's version of the Batman as Robin? Oh, good question. Okay, so it has to be someone younger. I feel like I don't know enough about the younger people. younger actors <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah, to really like say it's someone so. I think is good because I know it can't be someone like like Chalamet because he's young, but I, he's not right. So I'm I don't really. I mean, I'll have to circle back because I don't know many. I'm trying to think of like even shows that I've seen like a, a young person that I, I feel like, oh, they could play him. But I don't know. Do you have someone in mind? It probably would have to be like a no name. It would have to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Someone, or someone that I don't know yet, I guess. Um, God, it definitely wouldn't be like I'm trying to think of the people I know. It's like people from Riverdale. I'm like, it's definitely not Archie. Definitely oh, not Cole Sprouse. <laughs> actually, maybe. Archie? No, no, no. Um, Jughead. Uh, not a superhero. No. You don't think so? No, I don't. I don't know. I, he don't always is in those really, rom coms. Like Cole Sprouse is in really all good, those like rom coms. Like a really good dick, <laughs> if you say, if, if I must say, even though his real name is Dick. But I mean, you don't think he'd be like a really bad, like, good guy? Who? Um, Cole Sprouse? Yeah. Jughead? Yeah. No, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I don't see it, but of course, I also said I could never see it with Pattinson. That's so just because I don't see yeah. it now doesn't mean they can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I would feel like it would be someone who looked more like Archie, like someone who's like kind of ripped because he's like That's young. True. Yeah, and That's he would probably be like, isn't he, in the comics? What is he? Because he was a circus performer in that movie. But I know that's not what they did. What was but, Dick Grayson? So like the original, original Robin Dick Grayson, he was an acrobat. He was uh, in the circus. So he was quasi ripped. He was very athletic. Oh, so that is true then. Like in Batman Forever, where he was like in the circus. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. So I thought that was true. That was that was very true to story. Oh, okay. Um, because there's like three or four reiterations of Robin because Dick eventually becomes because that's his real name. Is it Nightwing? Uh, it, he becomes Nightwing and then Batman adopts, quote unquote, another another kid to make him Robin, and that is Oh, Tim oh. Drake. Tim oh, so he Drake adopts yeah. another kid. Mm-hmm. And then that this one is was all fun. very shady. <laughs> Adopting <laughs> these like grown people, like right. And then after watching crime. that Tommy and Fitch documentary, I'm like, wait a minute. L- can we talk about that? What <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? I haven't. I, I fell asleep. <laughs> Some of those models, I got. I feel. I mean, and now we see. I, I have no idea how our tangent went from Batman to now Abercrombie. I know. Circle I know. back we to snuff to films. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna snuggle back to like snuff films in a second, but like the uh yeah that abercrombie documentary was fucking wild and it really makes you see how 
like blind consumers we all were like when we were younger because we had nothing we had no like opinions of anyone else really Mm -hmm. it was basically all just like in the mall and whatever but now we hear like people talk about like their experiences working there like we wouldn't have known how would we know unless we knew someone who worked at the store and they told us right so it's really interesting to see like and then the fact that i'm not surprised at all by like wanting you know like i knew they had hot people working there i think i never thought i could work there (laughs) like i i think i just always knew like that i i definitely had jeans from there and like shirts and stuff but i wasn't like i didn't live the lifestyle i didn't see it as a lifestyle like the way they made it seem right like they were like it was great like the people who worked there they were obviously older we were in high school but -hmm. the people who were in their 20s were like it was great we had a campus we had like sleepovers and all this crazy shit and i was like the guy who owned it, too. I know. Yeah, he was like what four between forty and fifty or something. Yeah, had to have been. Yeah, it wasn't a Michael, a rumored Michael Jackson and Macaulay situation, but he had like these parties on the weekends with all these like underage. No, I don't know if they were underage. Were they like were they like eighteen year old? Like it was they were barely legal, I think. That they would have been like eighteen. Yeah, they would have been like barely legal. This one girl I remember before passing out, this one girl was an employee and she was like, Well, you know, like parties, um, people are gonna hook up with each other. So the employees hooked up with each other, not Mm -hmm. with the guy, which no, which is great, but still weird and shady. That he had all these like parties on a yeah, and then he like went to bed. Like he went to bed. I was like, and and he just let there. all these people like fuck yeah. in his house. Like yeah. what? Did he have like cameras? And he just like was not in the room, or did he actually go to bed? Like I think like, he actually went to bed. That's then. weird. And it was Again, also weird like that. But, yeah it's also really weird too it's also weird but then there are also these things that you didn't realize like we were talking about it how those like catalogs were like such a big deal because they were like you had to be like oh, 18 right. to buy them uh, yeah and they were like wrapped up in like by the the counter and i remember when i was like 16 or 17 i was like oh man i want the anf quarterly i think i finally got one and i was like <laughs> this is cool but i guess it was cool because i was super young so i didn't like have you know, I didn't think one way about it. But right. now as an adult, I'm just like, that was super progressive to be like, it really to, to like balance those two like crazy homoerotic, like homoerotic like imagery, but mm-hmm. selling to this like ultra straight dude, like right. the totally masculine, like, you know, football, all the jocks wore it. Like it definitely was like the thing of like gay porn fantasy, mm-hmm. right? Like, totally, but somehow it just ended up in, like, the, you know, in, like, the consumers of middle America and, like, high school and, like, coolness. It was crazy. (laughs) And then it was all just, like, fucked from the start because, obviously, it would be the photographers, like, skeeving on these guys, which is, like, tale as old as time. I'm glad that guys are speaking out about it, too, because a lot of people only think that it happens to women. But, like, this shit happens to men all the time. Yeah, a lot of times they don't say it, but these guys were, like, uh... Yeah, it was definitely kind of weird. Like, if remember that guy was like, I mean, this is the last story, then we'll move on. But that there's one model who was like, yeah, like there was some dinner that I had to go to, and I was staying in the guys in like the photographer's house. And then he's like, I didn't want to go. He's like, I told him no, like I don't want to go to dinner. And and then he's like, at that point. Oh yeah, he's like, I don't want to go to dinner, and I guess I had like his friends and stuff. He's like, I didn't want to be arm candy, and then he's like, okay, that's cool. He's like, well, your plane is waiting for you, and he's like, and oh that's God. it. Was like, I was like, off the job. Yeah, he's like, I lost the job because I like wouldn't do what he wanted. Yes. 
shit. Yeah, I was like, fuck, man. Like, that's crazy. Um, anyway, so back to snuff films. I have no idea how we're going to make this segue, but um, like 20 minutes in, we're going to actually talk about this movie. Um, <laughs> it was written by Andrew Kevin Walker, same guy who wrote Seven. Interestingly enough, David Fincher, one of my behind-the-scenes notes, was David Fincher was actually first choice to direct this. Oh, cool. Um, which well, is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I just wrote, we're in a Nick Cage renaissance and it's glorious. <laughs> so I'm excited because I like Nick Cage and I also love Pedro Pascal. So who's in That's that new movie cool. with him? So I kind of can't wait to see it. So let's see behind the scenes. Did you get anything? Oh, um, I have a bit. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, cool. What'd so you find out? Originally Russell Crowe was going to play Wells. Oh, thank God. I hate Russell Crowe. <laughs> Oh, do you really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, see, now we're finding out more about it. We're finding <laughs> out. Welcome, people. If you actually decide to listen to this episode, because most people are probably like, what's that movie? I don't care. So right. that's why we're kind of talking shit about Batman and like whatever else. But we are going to talk about this. But it's like, yeah, we're finding out. Yeah, Russell Crowe. That's nah. so funny. He's um, in my note yeah. pile. So at first, but then uh, Joel, the director, hired K- uh, Nicholas Cage because he knew it would lead to like a bigger budget. Because <laughs> he's better. Because he's <laughs> I mean, you know, again, I don't care for Nicolas Cage, but I at I'm all that, though. I mean, no, no, no. Like we talked about, some movies are cool, but like Russell Crowe, I'm in that gray area too. Oh, you're in a gray area. Yeah, like what have you seen um, that you like from him? I love Gladiator. I mean, because it's also homoerotic. However, yeah. <laughs> but totally. I love Russell Crowe. Uh, the Greek <laughs> era totally is. Yeah, I like mean, yeah, God. Roman uh, wrestling all uh, that. But moving on, um, the writer and director had a falling out because the studio had concerns on the subject matter and how and dark and gritty it was. It was pretty dark. I have to say, this I felt sick to my stomach watching this like I did watching uh, Seven for the first time. Uh, yes. Like, it had very much a, like, this is definitely not for someone with a, like, faint of heart. But this is, like, I feel like these type of movies, this is kind of now why I'm coming over to horror mm-hmm. a bit more now. Because horror is way more, like, glamorized and, like, the oh, ones yeah. that I find scary, obviously the ones that are closer to reality. And this is very close to reality. Very. Um, Like, this could be a real story. You know what okay. I mean? Like, uh-huh. so, yeah, this one is, oh, this is crazy. Very. But uh, the writer saw no need to do any rewrites, but the director did after, like, listening to the studio. So after things were changed about, like, four to five edits later, the writer walked off, saw, off set, never to return because he got so mad. And to this day has refused to see the final project. So that's the writer. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, the writer did say like some good things like years later where he's like, I'm surprised it's actually still like working for people. Wow. Yeah. So he's like, you know, kudos to Joel. But, you know, he still obviously harbors all those bad feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I could see um, that. The, the scene where Tom and um, the machine, as he's called. Mm-hmm. Um, got the end. The yeah the the final fight scene took several nights to film in cold frigid weather in New York. Oh wow! Apparently, it got so cold to the point that the rain machines and the water that was soaking both of them uh, were turning into icicles. Damn! Yeah, but oh, that shit. scene was actually pretty interesting. Like that scene, that was, I think that was because I told you like off air like how how slow it was. That's when it kind of like picked up for me. Well, that was like the end. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was at the end. I guess it was, it was, I just, a lot of my story notes and stuff were like, this is kind of 
really this would be a really good movie for people who are into like true crime and like detective work because you get to see all the grunt work before like computers yeah and how there was a lot of like driving to places and like asking people you know Mm -hmm. like taking notes going through newspapers like yes it was kind of slow but in like a i also have to say that if you were a fan of true detective yeah i would suggest this because it's very similar i have some notes about that i mean so like um when I was watching Seven a couple of weeks uh, earlier with my mom, um, I mean, that's a different story, but... Yeah. Um, she, like, what? Yeah, I think I mentioned it at, at some pod, in some episode of ours, but um, it's kind of like under that same umbrella where it's a true crime story. It's, a, it's very slow, but like if I were to compare the two, Seven was a little more fast-paced. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was totally more... No offense to this movie, but I was totally more engaged to Seven. Oh, totally. You know, I think. Well, the thing with the thing with the difference between this and Seven, which is interesting that one is seven and one's eight millimeter. Um, it's like they're both like numbers right after each other. Yeah, right. But like eight millimeter is more of like it's almost like a cold case Mm -hmm. because you're like trying to find something that's already happened. But the one thing about Seven that makes it so interesting and is because it's like a fluid story because the guy is still killing. Mm -hmm. So you're actively like trying to find this one guy. But this one is like you're trying to find something that's like years old and you have to like retrace. So it's a whole lot of like, yeah, like they're kind of like dormant and you have to find them. So it's a whole lot of like, you know, PI work and all that kind of stuff. in That's true. Yeah. But um, Nicolas Cage and Chris Bauer. Yeah, uh, they were in Face Off. They were in Face Off together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just found that out. Yeah. Um, but Eric Roberts, Tommy Lee Jones, um, some guy named Charles Dance. I don't know who that is. Yeah, um, I don't know who James Woods, Willem Dafoe, and Rudger Hauer. Who's that? Who is it? That's some other guy. Um, were considered for the role of porn producer Dino Velvet. Ooh. Who, actually, I kind of... Derek I could see him as a character. You did not like him as a character. I like him as a character, which is weird. He kind of reminds me of Alfred Molina's character in Boogie Nights. <laughs> totally. Yes. <laughs> like this also had a very Boogie Nights type vibe too. Very, very. Like at some point, yeah, it felt like without, without the fake dick. <laughs> without yeah, without that, without the like happy moments. This right. Is almost, like a massive downer. Oh god, yeah. It's like, fucking a man. Um, um, yeah, William Defoe, I could see. William Defoe, yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who Charles Dance or Roger. Yeah, I don't are, are. Yeah, I don't know who they are. Eric yeah. Roberts. I mean, he's pretty weird. James Woods, I can't see. No. Um, but Val Kilmer, Charlie Sheen, John Travolta, Mel Gibson, and Nick Nolte were considered for the uh, for Nicholas's role. I feel like. Nicholas could have been recast. I do like Nicholas Cage, but yeah, I mean, this wasn't his best movie. Yeah, I feel like who could play this out of those people? I feel like Val Kilmer might, maybe, maybe Val Kilmer. Definitely not Charlie Sheen. Oh no, definitely not Sean Travolta. No, uh, maybe Nick Mel Gibson. Maybe. I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I really haven't even seen any Mel Gibson movies. I don't think. I don't give a fuck about him. He's in. Nick I, I'm Nolte. in the gray area with him too. Huh? I mean, I'm in like a total fuck you. He like is just awful. I mean, um, he's awful as a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is awful as a person. I mean, well, didn't he do Braveheart? I mean, I saw that. I mean, I love yeah. Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. but now I can't imagine him. Well, actually, isn't he working now? So I was like, who's working with you? 
I have no idea, actually. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, that that's okay. all I have. That's all I have. What do you have? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot, but what I did decide to do was look into the history of snuff films. Oh, so this whole. <laughs> This whole uh, movie, like the long and short of it, is that Nicolas Cage is a PI and he gets hired by this like old rich woman who like breaks open her husband's safe after he dies and finds a snuff film on eight millimeter, like the type of film. So she wants to know, like, was this real? And if it was, like, find out who this girl was that was harmed in this video. So, so anyway, so he's kind of investigating like this world and it's like, the, a snuff film is a, a film that's supposed to depict a homicide, but apparently, according to Snopes.com, I don't know when, there's never been a verified example of a genuine one, I, even to this day. So even things that you see that are, like, they're glamorized and they depict things that may look like that, it's never actually that. Or they haven't been able to prove because there are lots of special effects now. So it's very hard to prove, and you probably have to even trace the actual owner of the camera and and all that especially if it's on a film um it was first used in a book in 1971 um by a book about the manson family's like dune buggy attack battalion and they this guy um ed sanders who wrote the book suggested that the manson family like alleged that the manson family was involved in making these types of films in california to record their murders so the noun is supposed to be like snuff originally means like when you put out a candle you know, like when you snuff oh, a candle, yeah. like that's what it's from. But um, I guess it just means like, you know, to cut the air off and all that kind of stuff. But it apparently uh, that's what it kind of, you know, was that's where the name kind of came from. But technically, we don't really know if they exist. I really hope they don't. Yeah. I mean, right. there's like dark webs and stuff now. So like, it, which is where shit like that would be traded. So like, I mean, in this day and age, it's obviously very different, but in this movie in 99, it was really interesting. I mean, and really actually scary to see how you kind of like venture into these like seedy places. Like some of the places that um, Max Joaquin's character takes him to are just, oh, they're like so sketchy. Yeah. Like just like really, really hardcore, like S&M or like rape stuff. Like I was like, fuck, I can't believe people are into this. Like, and I feel like the 90s really gave you, like, I think I mentioned on a few podcasts before that there's this movie that I'm probably going to review with Charles because I think I talked about it with him. But it's directed by, um, hold on, I'm going to check now because it's a famous director. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? Why would he do this? I feel like I just talked about it. It's this movie called Crash and it's about David Cronenberg. He, like, directs a lot of a lot of different films. He, I think he directed this movie with um, Robert Pattinson that's supposed to be really good. That's, like, on Amazon. I think it's called, like, uh, fuck, wait. Now I have to figure out what it's called. It's called, like, Atlantis or, no, Cos- Cosmopolis. It's supposed to be really good. Anyway, so oh. he did this movie called Crash, and it's about people who are into, like, car crashes that get mm. off on car crashes. So what? it seems like, yeah, mm-hmm, like James, what's his name? The guy who played Ultron's voice. Not James Wood. Oh, um, James Spader, yeah. Um, he's in it and someone else is in it. But, like, I feel like, and that's in, like, 96, I feel like the 90s had this, like, really, like, because we were into really, like, specified movies. So this is, like, a really specific world that we're going into like you know they're not making a movie to be a box office movie they're this is for a specific audience who's into like super weird shit and like detective stuff and like dark and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i think it's i think it's interesting i mean i definitely don't enjoy 
this movie. This isn't something that I would watch over and over, over again. Yeah, but I think it's interesting to talk about like why this movie was made and like oh, God, yeah. Totally. yeah, I think it's yeah, it's an interesting subject. I'm not into it, but it's just interesting to like like I'm it, like I'm really interested in cults. Like I'm not interested, but I'm intrigued, I guess, to learn about this and who these kind of people are. But yeah, that's kind of um all I have for that, but my technical things are the budget was 40 million, which I can assume was upped when they got Nicolas Cage on board versus Russell Crowe. Mhm. Because he wasn't that known, uh, Russell Crowe. Not in the U.S., so I guess they probably wouldn't give him that much money. But this made 96.6 of the box office. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it actually made, like, almost double. Or, more, no, more than double. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this 23%. I don't think it's quite that bad. I mean, it's watchable. Audience score, 52. I'm inclined to give it, like, a 60. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I would give it more. I think I gave it a two and a half on Letterboxd. Um, also, I love Letterboxd. Mike, will you update yours? Because you like made an account, but you didn't like update it. Oh, I did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Totally. Do Wolf Lord? Oh, that's that right. True? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I love Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> if I have the link down in the notes, if you have one, uh, follow because it's cool. Uh, we have all the lists for the podcast, like all the movies that we're gonna do and mm. stuff, so you can see what we're considering. But. Uh, yeah, for this one, I ranked it, I think, two and a half stars is what I gave it. Okay. I think basically because of the subject matter. Like, I'm just not... It's not something I would repeat watch, but it's interesting to watch one time. So watch it once and then come listen to this. It's funny. Robert Ebert actually got, gave it a three out of four. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because he's usually kind of like... Isn't he the tough one? He is the tough one of the two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one is Passed Away, right? Uh, Siskel, right? Mm-hmm. yeah um it's so funny like I, I mean it's just like so weird that like these kind of things were even okayed like the fact that we're talking about like a dark pornography circle mm-hmm. it just seems in the 90s this would never be like you know approved i would feel like it would be way too weird but i guess so i do have one question though i mean because yeah. <clears throat> i mean you know me i'm very random but um I do have one question about this. So, like, the very dead by now Mr. Christian, like, the old woman's uh, husband, right, mm-hmm. was really responsible for the whole thing? Yeah, well, he paid these he paid, guys paid to guys. make this video. So, why did, my question is, and spoiler alert, but, like, why did Mrs. Christian have to go and kill herself? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, she did she, like, want, did she just, like, want to have closure before she died? I guess. Like, was she in on it? That Right? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, are we dumb for not, like, think about that? that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of thought she I wanted to. I don't know why that laugh, because it's not a laughing, like, issue, but. No, 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 no. But, like, I wondered if she just wanted closure. And then, like, Nicholas, Ni- I don't know, I'm, I'm very professional, Nicholas. Um, <laughs> I don't know why Cage, like, turned into this, like, Batman-type vigilante. Dude, I totally wrote that. It's like, it's like he turns into, like, this vigilante. He, like, calls the machine and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And yeah. Then- <laughs> I was like, wait, he's a PI, right? I was right? like, he's not, like, a, <laughs> like, I may not skill. become, like, vigilante. <laughs> yeah. And apparently this movie had a sequel, but it has, like, nothing to do with the other. I think we're not, I don't even think we're gonna like include this in our sequel journey because we have (laughs) a bad shit to watch. But this, it's called a direct to video thriller in 2005, and that was directed by J.S. Cardone. 
it's something yeah. about Budapest and sexual activities and threesomes and people probably dying. Like when when most things, I want to. I'm gonna do a. I don't know. Ninety percent of most things when it says direct to, mm-hmm. you run the other way. <laughs> oh wait, this actually does have Jonathan Sheck and Julie Benz. <laughs> so no way. <laughs> Darla, yes. Darla, yes, shit, we, we, and Jonathan Sheck from the Doom Generation. Oh my god! Oh, uh, okay. really? Not, do we have uh, to? Be, okay, we're gonna have to put it down to our level. Oh. <laughs> we sat through Freeway too. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we could we can do this um, because that was this was more entertaining than Freeway Two. Okay, Freeway okay. Two was actually worse. Yeah, that one was like children, and I that was not. I will cool. never ever watch that ever. Never, like I would watch this again before I would watch Freeway Two. <laughs> really, you'd watch Freeway Two again, and not and not this. I Both mean, you hate I, did, I did watch it twice in like four days. So. Oh God! But okay, and then my other question, real quick. Sorry, but his wife, played by um, what's her name, Kamir. Um, um, she's in she's in a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, um, girl, just leave. Like, yeah. Why was she still take, with him? I was like, take the baby and go. He's obviously obsessed with this case, and not you. Like, yeah. It was really weird. She's like, I'm gonna be gone. I thought she was gonna be gone. And then she had these like moments of very like, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like overacting much <laughs> girl just leave just leave just leave he doesn't want to but i actually like i said earlier like i i did love max uh played by joaquin like i think he was the most fashionable one of everybody by the way oh yeah we have to talk about this fashion also shout out to norman Reedus looking hot in that prison jumpsuit <laughs> i mean okay. was that before boondock saints I think so yeah yeah it must have been around the same time um i think yeah he looked actually really good so yeah, I guess we can move on to fashion. Do you know who did the, the costume design in this little uh in this little number? Oh no, who was it? Because I found it really fucking interesting. Oh, who was it? Mona May, as in clueless Mona Get May. Out. Isn't that crazy? What? Yes, what she did the smoking? costume designings. What was That's- she smoking? <laughs> I, I mean, whatever she was smoking, it was great because Joaquin looked incredible. <laughs> yeah, but okay. But here's the thing. She did Clueless, right? And I get, like, this is obviously a very dark and grittier thing, but she could have given him, like, a fur coat. No, he wouldn't have had that. Come on. I mean, he's not gay, because clearly he was like, I'm not gay. And yeah. Like, congratulations. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but come on. I mean, he, he he's a porn store clerk. Like, he looked like a, a porn store more. clerk in 1999 in Los Angeles. <laughs> Give him a little more, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, the fur coat is too much, too rich though. He doesn't have much money. I digress, but go ahead. He would have hawked that. <laughs> um, she also did like everything. Like she just does the most amazing costume design. But I had no idea that it was so in so much range <laughs> to do eight millimeter. I kind of want to know like what that was like. Uh, like you know doing this movie versus like all the other ones she's done like the house bunny and stuff oh my god i love that movie yeah like she did that too so i'm like wow like she just does like so many different things so i, I think it's really cool but i was when i saw it on the screen i was like what mona may i was like that can't be the same mona may it's got to be a different one and it wasn't so that was that was really cool so yeah let's talk about this fashion 
Um, what do you have? And besides, like, I just literally have like. Oh, I, don't, I don't really have anything. I just have. I, I just said that like Max was the more fashionable one. Really. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Well, I have like I really like Tom's suits, and I like his like suit and trench coat. It's very like detectory, like noir. You can kind of tell this was like a noir because he was like a PI and wearing like the kind of typical trench coat, which I thought was kind of cool. And then everything he has is like pretty neutral. He kind of dresses the same yeah, in Face Off when he is John Travolta's character, not right. when he's Caster Troy and he has that dope ass suit. Um, not that time. It's when he's like the he just wears like really plain like dad clothes. But Joaquin, who's Max California, the brown muscle tee that we first meet him in, the blue like tips in his hair, the like just the grunginess of it all, that beige tight tattoo shirt that he's wearing it's like long I, I sleeve like that, but yeah, you can like see his stomach his belly, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like cropped mm-hmm. like i love it i love the one outfit he has is like this black and red vinyl shirt with like vinyl pants mm-hmm. it's so late 90s like i love it it's just so cool and then i love um tom's outfit at near the end when he's like stalking machine he has these dope sunglasses on they have the kind of like the side like shield almost like the ones that lady gaga has on in this one video they're like tom brown yeah they're not as extreme but he has these dope glasses on with this like black leather jacket i think he just looks really cool so hats off to you mona may i loved it (laughs) um let's see music i didn't really have too many notes there was this weird montage music when he was in hollywood Mm mm-hmm but that was my big negative on this movie. I feel like if we had had like a super dope The Crow type soundtrack, uh, yeah. it may have really like punched this up. I think so. Um, yeah. And, ha- and especially you had 40 million. Like what were you paying the cage? Were you paying him like 15? Yeah. Right. Probably. <laughs> right. He was probably getting paid like a fuck ton of money. Because, yeah, why did you not have a soundtrack? But this also, you probably don't want a soundtrack that, like, really promotes this dark-ass movie. That's true, too. So, yeah, maybe, like, they were like, this is not, we don't want to try to sell it, <laughs> like, with this great mo- like this great soundtrack, because maybe it's, like, too dark. So they're like, didn't maybe artists didn't want to be, like, on the soundtrack. Get some, like, low-budge, like, Rob Zombie-esque. Yeah, I was going to say, like, get a band that, yeah, is, like, you know, super small, I guess. But I guess it, if you're associated with this kind of movie, maybe they wouldn't like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they'd be like, no. We did um, the for a snuff film. Oh, God. Plus murder. <laughs> yeah, like, murder and Power murder up. by, and murder of, like, Tony <laughs> Soprano. Literally, I, I was like, oh, my God, it's Tony Soprano. Hire us for your kids' bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Oh no. Okay, so what do you have for favorite scenes and lines or general <laughs> notes or um what? What? Um do I have anything more on? I was really scared. Oh, yeah. So like I was going to say I I liked and shuddered at the same time that he, uh Max knew everything about like the underground porn scene. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so that confused me a little bit too. Like he knew but then at the same time found out more stuff or did he just pretend like he knew everything i think he knew like some people and i and i think like maybe he'd been around some people and learned some things but then there were certain like parts of the of the line that he like didn't cross gotcha i think because he'd been working at the store for what like two years so i think he probably was it two years oh i think so I, i forgot okay so i think he probably learned you know, like it's a you learn it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think so. 
I I think the only surprising, but definitely was headed there already, was like the un, the the thing that was surprising in this movie was like the unmasking of the machine. Mm-hmm. Like he was just this ordinary guy mm-hmm. that kills because he like enjoys it. Yeah, like the, the Riddler. Right. Yeah, and the awful thing, like the most disturbing thing, is that ordinary, unsuspecting, possibly the nicest people you could ever meet could be your next psycho killer. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. You yeah, just don't so I, know. So I think, I mean, you know, like I said, like for me anyway, just watching it was like so slow, boring. But at the end, at the end where I was like, okay, after the fight scene, which was like cool for me because it's like adrenaline rush. That's when, okay, the unmasking thing happened. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it, I, I, I like the, I have to say that like one of my first big notes was that this gave me very, uh, true detective vibes mm-hmm. and have you seen and and when i mentioned true detective i've only seen season one because that is just such uh, i try to watch season two i haven't seen three yet but season one is just so incredible and like i um i'm sure that they have a definite inspiration they definitely have inspiration from fincher for sure which means they definitely like this is have to have been something that they've watched because that first season and that whole case that they're doing is super similar. Like they don't find a, they don't find a snuff film, but at some point when they're investigating, they find like, it's like a weird ritual thing, but I think someone does die on this tape, but it's like this weird, like almost like this, like a video, like a film. Like it's not like a, you know, reproducible thing. It's like this one film. And then they find out it's like, you know, whose it is. And it has like kind of a ritual um type like more of a culty like an occult as an occ like occult um and yeah but it very much reminds me of true detective like this whole thing the unmasking and like when you find out who you know is responsible at the end of that and that series and everything too so yeah and it's really cool like i yeah, I, and that also is like a true a detective story, and it takes place older or like you know back in the '90s. So you see a lot of the same kind of grunt work, calling, traveling mm-hmm. all the time in the car, or like playing, going to different cities. So yeah, I like all that kind of cat and mouse detective thing. Yeah, like, it's kind of, it, 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 that is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You kind of don't. I, I like that this was somewhat unpredictable. Like, I I mean, I feel like I knew that they were, he was eventually going to find it. And I knew that I was like, okay, it's this weird, like, dino velvet kid, like, or this, like, old guy or whatever. Like, I kind of knew that was probably what it mm. was. But I didn't really know that, like, the husband, like, paid to set it up. Yeah, that, that's... And that felt very purgy. Yeah. You know how in the purge when they like the rich people pay yeah, Uh to like kill people on purge night. So Mm -hmm. there were a lot of different things that I could see in current like horror and other types of things that I could see like stemming from this type of movie. I'm sure this is probably watched a lot by directors and writers and stuff because there's a lot of similarities. We do for future like horror suspense, uh, Oh, like yeah. thrillers and stuff. Thrillers, yeah. yeah, totally. But, um, oh, so, go ahead. No, oh, no, I was going to say, it's so interesting also just to see, um, <laughs> I just wrote, it's so interesting to see Norman Reedus like in jail. And that's like the only time you just see oh, him yeah. like, yeah, that was kind of like, I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Um, yeah, just, there's just so much. Like, I like when he takes him to that like real world version of like the dark web. Oh, and God. He, 
And like, yeah, Max takes a uh, Tom there and he's like, all right, this is this, this is that, this is mm-hmm. that. And then he asks the guy and then the guy like sells him this thing for like $1,200. And then they find out that, the, that the, all these things that they think are snuff films are fake. Yeah. And they're like, she's like, that's the same actress. She's in like this one too. I was like, God, it's just so fucked that people like got off. I, what, what were you going to say? Oh no. But like, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the in quote unquote enjoyable I guess for me was like the camaraderie that um, Max and Wells has Mm -hmm. because Max is clearly the, he brings the funny to the film, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, And he's very, you know, even though he claims he's like straight in the film and whatnot, he's like very like kind of flamboyant in a way, you Mm -hmm. know, all over the place, like ADD kind of thing, you know? And I really like that. Um, I like the scene at the porno store where, um, Tom sees Max like pull out a book and he's like, What are you really reading? And finds out Max is reading like Capote's Cold Blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Cold Tom Blood. Is such a good... Have you read that book? No, I haven't. Oh, it's good. I had to read it for school. Oh, really? Like, yeah, over the summer once in high school, like before senior year, I think. Oh, yeah. Did it's, you have to do like a book report? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, wow. it's incredible. It's an oh. incredible uh book. Yeah. I mean, Capote's a great writer, but yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to, I think yeah. they did a movie. Didn't they do a movie? Really? I they have to have because it's such a movie that it's such a story that you would um let me see. I'm looking up right now. It's such a story you would make into a movie. Okay. They did they oh, they made one in nineteen sixty-seven, which I find really interesting that they made one in Robert Blake was the was the head guy, which is so interesting because now he's in jail. For what? For hold on, let me. I want to make sure I say this right because I'm not a hundred percent sure. But murder. But then he got acquitted. Did he get acquitted? Well, he was arrested for murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe he got. He was okay. He was okay i could like look i wouldn't have to like really do all this now but he was found not guilty of murder not guilty of one of two counts of solicitation of murder and then apparently solicitation to commit murder was dropped after it was revealed the jury was deadlocked in favor of acquittal but i guess some people thought that he was guilty but there wasn't enough evidence to convict him but um yeah then he had like a civil suit against i think it was his wife that that died and they've like made him liable for it but i don't know the whole case which is so interesting that he played uh in in true blood or in uh in cold blood yeah oh yeah robert blake yeah um but i love when tom says wouldn't want to embarrass yourself in front of your fellow perverts and Max is like, that's right. I might get drummed out of the pornographer's union. <laughs> I know, right? He doesn't make it though, right? He just no. sells it. Yeah. I don't yeah, even he's know. Like, he's like totally, I think he said he's like against it, but he just like points people to the direction of where the porn is and sells it. Yeah, because he was in a band and, and he was right. like in a yeah. failed, yeah, failed band. And he's like, yeah, 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 we broke up, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. He's like, well, you know. <laughs> and then i think that's because i i think that's uh when wells goes back right because like the very first time we meet max at the porn store he's like can i interest you in a battery operated vagina 
<laughs> he's like, like, no. Thank you. And Max is like, are you sure? I hate for you to be in one of those everyday situations that calls for a battery-operated vagina and not have one. <laughs> and then I also like when he goes, hey, it's like a gas station. You pay before you pump. That <laughs> <Yes. laughs> was pretty good. I think, like, those two, like, the very first, like, porn scene, uh, porno store scene where we meet Max and then when he comes back is, like, my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Just one of my... Like, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, one of my standout scenes is when... Um, what's his name? Tom is calling uh, Mary's mom. Mary's the name of the girl on this tape mm-hmm. that died, and he calls the mom to be like, "I need permission to like kill this guy. Like, you need to give me permission because oh, I found okay, out yeah. who did it, and like, I want to make you know the situation right." And he's like, "I need your, I, I need you to tell me it's okay." And then I think like, and during that, I was just like, "Oh my gosh." I was like, we still don't know who Machine is. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, now he's become this like vigilante assassin. I wrote down almost yeah. like killing everyone who made this tape and like what he did. And then of course, when he kills um, Eddie, who is Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, RIP, he is like, he's like so fucked. Isn't he the one that kills uh, Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, that was sad when they kid when they got. I right know. Back. I thought yeah. he. I I think there was no need for it, in my opinion, but... No, they were like, give us the tape, when, like, it's, like, Dino and all them are like, give us the tape and we won't kill him. I was like, they're gonna kill him. I was like, I feel that, like, even if he gives them the tape, like, they're not gonna let him go. And they're like, let him go. And then he... I was like, no! Not Joaquin! I know. I was like, no! <laughs> oh god so yeah and when when we're at machine's house i wrote he has all when he was that one scene where he goes into his house i have to say that whole entire sequence from when he gets to machine's house and you see the mom leave like on this mm-hmm. bus and, like, somewhere and you see like he's in there and it's so crazy when you when he goes into the house and he puts the silencer on the gun and then like when he walks through i, I thought it was actually a fair amount of like good tension because then there's that fucking metal playing and then all of a sudden, like, the record stops. And and I think he thinks that, like, the guy stopped it. And then he goes and he hears the, like, like, on the record. And then he sees it's not playing. And then it, like, restarts again. That whole thing was, like, so tense. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And you were, like, thought he was in the closet. He was, like, walking through. The way he was, like, walking through. I was, like, oh, my God. He's going to pop out somewhere. And then, of course, he, like, pops out. And they have this, like, crazy struggle. And I was, like, holy shit. Um yeah man it's it this movie was a lot um but yeah it's just like it's so interesting like what makes this like i I need a psychological study on like what makes people attracted to this i don't get it it really makes you think about like how scary (laughs) humanity is yeah, like, this shit, like, is weird. It's just, like, the same with, like, Silence of the Lambs. Like, uh-huh. how come that one was a box office hit? You know what it's I mean? Like, that is dark. Anthony it's, Hopkins. Well, yeah. It's Anthony <laughs> Hopkins and Jodie Foster. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I, it's the it's the way that was, the whole way that was played, too. Like, yeah. that's, like, cannibalism. That's sick. Yeah. That's, like, just as sick as snuff. But for some reason, like um it's just on a level yeah yeah it's on a different level Uh, there's there's also like cannibalism in american psycho which they left out i have to say if american psycho was made the movie was made like the book wait there was cannibalism in that in the book yes 
Really? Yes, yes. I was going to say the book. If anyone likes American Psycho and you like like dark shit, read the book. It is way worse. They could never ever make oh, that a movie that's ever. new for me oh yeah, yeah yeah that book is really fucking intense it's a great book Brady Sinellis is an incredible writer but um yeah it's very sick and they tone down a lot like uh, like it's almost a different movie but it works because you couldn't see all all of that almost like wow. what Joaquin says I think in this I think he says in the beginning when I think Tom is asking him about stuff he says like all I'm saying is it can get to you. And there are some things that you can see and some things when you can see them, you can't unsee them. Yeah. That's it's like fair. stuff like that. Like, I think so. It was a really good move. And Mary Heron like did the damn thing on American Psycho. Cause that's just such an incredible movie, like on a lot of different levels. But um, I mean the acting level too, but just the way that it was shot, it's just like such a, it's like humorous and like satire and it's horror. It's just everything. It's, it's just really great. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, man, do you have any, do you have anything else? Um, I, I honestly wish I did, but uh, yeah, I wish I know. did. But this was a short one. I mean, I'm was, glad that we yeah, kind of yeah. touched on Nick Cage, the fact that you don't really like him that much, but that's cool. I'm sorry. No, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Wes Anderson, so I mean, I don't care. Everybody Bro. likes what they what they like. It was weird trying to like research this because there wasn't. My computer's not flagged now for researching like snuff. I'm like, it was for a movie. It was for a podcast. (laughs) They're like, um, we're gonna put a picture in every store of you, like, not let you in. (laughs) I know, right? This also reminds me of that. uh, This is a side tangent, but this reminds me of that really funny episode of Chorus Folk when like Ted was addicted to porn. Oh my god! <laughs> and he goes and like returns like these huge stacks of porn. It's like so funny. That was like, I love I love that series, right? But I think that was when it hit a wall for me, where I was like, okay, they're focused too much on this, and it made me uncomfortable a little bit. That he had like an addiction to like whacking off to porn. Not not uncomfortable. I don't want to say uncomfortable because that's the wrong word. But like lazy storytelling yeah yeah you could give him something else and not have it last for like five episodes that's what i meant yeah until we like resolve it and he ends up addicted to crystal math (laughs) so later on it's because we were talking on air off air a couple of days ago but um we were talking about this awful idea of the reboot oh god they're doing it is it what is it on logo no logo's not even logo anymore it's on like paramount plus or something you said right yeah i'm gonna look it up either that's or peacock or something i don't know hold on i'm gonna look it up right now but um i just hope they don't do the same peacock oh peacock and it's gonna be in new orleans that's kind of cool actually i mean it might be okay i just hope they don't use the same yeah characters like make a whole new set of people i'm fine Yeah. yeah Totally. I mean, have your, like, Emmett, if you will, character. Mm-hmm. And have, like, I mean, because I'm, I'm a comic book nerd. Have your comic book nerd. But, uh, yeah, different different names, different characters, whole new story. I think it is a different. I'm pretty sure that from what I'm looking now, there's an article on Entertainment Weekly. If anyone out there knows about Chorus Folk. This has been the most random selection of topics. So we're going from, like, Chorus <laughs> Folk, Snuff Films, Batman. Oh, <laughs> it's got it all. Um, there, Every character I'm seeing is all different. Like, there's CJ and Char. It's, like, non-binary professor who's, like, they're, like, a uh, two 
I think it's uh, two couples, three, four. Yeah, and there's like a trans couple. So I think it's completely different. I, I think I don't see Justin and Brian's name at all for any of the characters or Michael. So I think it's a new set. Well, that's cool then. I'm I'm down for a new set. Just don't give me Brian and Justin and Michael and Emma. Like, d- don't do that, you know? Because well, what, what was I texting you the other day? I was like, we have to get drunk and high and watch this together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm down. It, it seems like it's going to be a good one. I, and I'm glad it's going to be a celebration. I just watched, uh, not just, but it's a, it's a, what is it called? Is it, it's a sin? Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. I it's so it. good. Did you watch the whole thing? It's so good. It's so good. I think I wasted like five, not wasted, but like I, um, I had like five boxes of tissues. Oh my god! Yeah, it's thing. so emotional and sad, but Very. it's great. It's great. But I was like, oh man, we need like something happy, <laughs> like. And that was actually written by the guy who does um, Russell T Davies, who does uh, Queer as Folk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's actually that's actually pretty cool. So yeah, maybe this new one will be cool because the old one we have to do for Patreon, I think, um, season by season eventually because Queer as Folk is such a great show. Like, I don't know who needs to hear it. It's 20 years old, and it's still yeah. better than shit that's on TV and right now. And the music alone. Yeah, the music's oh so good. But I still, I still have that CD you made me a long time ago. Yeah, like, let's hear it, Father Boy. <laughs> and it's, like, such great, like, disco, like, old disco and club tracks. It's it's really good. It's really, really good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. We'll have to check it out. And also, I was going to ask you and you and Charles, I guess eventually, but I, maybe I talked about it on a podcast, but um, one of the fans on IG said that we should do an episode on Swan's Crossing. What's that? It's this early, early uh, teen soap that Buffy was in, in 1992. And it was canceled after one season. It's on Tubi for free. So anyone out there, uh, get a jump on it. Cause we're probably eventually going to talk about it, just the first episode. It's like 30 minutes, but I really want to see it. Cause it's Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, oh, right. Cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited. I think that it's supposed to be like an early, um, early story, kind of like a gossip girl, like cruel intentions, gossip girl kind of thing, but like very early iteration of that type of show. So I'm, I'm excited to like I mean, check anything it out. With, anything with Michelle Geller. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, anything with Buffy, I'm down. And yeah. we're going to do season three of Buffy on Patreon. We just did a big Roswell recap. It's almost three hours. So check that out. <laughs> Um, it's patreon.com slash fashion grunge and it's five bucks a month and we have a fuck ton of episodes on there like movies tv shows all that kind of stuff and leave us a review please leave us five stars someone left two stars i'm sorry i don't know why you gave us two stars because we're awesome but <laughs> yeah leave us some five stars and some reviews and we will see you again yeah. bye